0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wherever you are, I just want you to... Kindly close your eyes as we are in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. There is none like you in all the earth. We avail ourselves you are the beauty of the age the desire of the ages the seal of the scepter of God thank you Lord we stand before thy blessed throne thank you for this participation Thank you for this glorified reality of life. Your name be exalted. We exalt your name. We lift your name on high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Give you glory, give you praise. In Jesus' precious mighty name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are blessed to be part of you tonight and you know that your life will never be the same and uh, it's a blessing this is home hallelujah, hallelujah. and it's so wonderful having uh, to be a blessing to the live economy churches yeah. we know that God has started a new thing and oftentimes these things sound like cliche Is because in the English language the word new means something um, that you have not yet thought about or that you have not yet seen with the naked eye but in the spirit newness is different Bible says his mercies are new every morning in other words the moment there's a daybreak and we experience mercy He's trying to tell us that though it is called mercy, fresh mercy or daily mercy is always new. And the newness of that mercy is why it never runs dry. Hallelujah. His love is new every morning. The reason why God loves us as everlasting love is because the love never wanes or dries down. It's love, all right, but every morning, every day, the love is fresh. So when God says that he's doing a new thing, it means he's doing a fresh thing. So it means whatever you are involved in now, when God says he's doing a new thing, there's freshness coming to it. Your marriage is becoming new. Your relationship is becoming new. Your business is becoming new. He is putting freshness into it. That's what it means in the spirit for God to do a new thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, as always, when we are coming to Love Economy... We have to seek the face of the Lord yes. <laughs> and find out what exactly what God wants to say to this wonderful people. But today we want to share with you on walking with God. Wow. Wow. Walking with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, it's a very cliche technology once again to walk with God. Of course, every believer must know that they have to walk with God. But the goal of God in creation and the goal of why God made man is beyond miracles, mm. it's beyond having a new house, it's beyond having a nice marriage, <laughs> it's beyond having visa. It, it's it's to walk with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now God was alone at one point in the existence of existence. Mm. Because God pre-exists existence, and existence has its definition in him, he predates it. In fact, to define existence is to explain God. God is the quintessence of life. He is the substractor of what makes something to live. If you didn't know, I'm telling you, the very breath you breathe is because of God. Wow. The very morning you see is because of God. Because Bible said in Hebrews chapter 1, that by his word he upholdeth all things. So the sun rising and setting is because of a spoken word by the almighty. Whether you believe him or not, Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, 45, he caused it to rain on the just and unjust. So whether you know God or you don't know God, the rains you see is because of a God that causes it to be sustained. Hallelujah. And so when we talk about life, life is God. Outside God is no life. The Bible says rightly in First John chapter 5, verse 20, he that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son hath not life. You know, he said, He that hath the son, verse 15, hath life, and he that hath not the son hath not life. So what we talk about, the reality, the grace, the truth, the, the foundation of life is actually God. And so to to walk in this reality, in First John chapter five, it speaks about how without God, without the Son, life isn't. Without God, without without the Son, life isn't. And it is only by God, life is ex- is, is experienced. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so you must understand this, that this is the truth that we are talking about. To walk with God is the substance, the goal of all things. To walk with God is the truth and the substance, the goal of all things. But unfortunately, we do not understand what it means to walk with God. We do not understand what it means to walk with God. You know, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, that if ye live therefore in the spirit, ye ought also to walk in the spirit. It's one thing to live in a place, it's another thing to walk in a place. To live is positional, to walk is experiential. So, to live is positional, to walk is experiential. To live is positional, to walk is experiential. Okay, so to live is positional, to walk is experiential. And this experience is different from the religious definition of walking with God. It is not coming to church and having a Holy Ghost encounter. It is not feeling the heavens open wide over your head and having a certain uh, 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 epiphanic moment where it's like spirit has connected to the divine. No, it is more than that. It is a walk that is so real that conversance becomes the nature of that walk. It's a premeditated definition by which choices are made to define preordained decisions. It is a realm where when you are thinking freely, that's what God is deciding through your head. He said he have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is to think like God. Second, actually God gave you his mind to think like God in real time. So we have to come to a place where we activate this walk to the extent that you don't have to inquire. The question is answered by the thinking. You come to a place where before you've ever asked God, is it your will, you have chosen it already. And you know it that this is the will of God. And this is how to work with God. So the goal of working with God is what God has intended from the beginning. You understand that when God made Adam and made him in his image and likeness. God gave him two trees in the garden, the tree of life and the tree of the of good and of evil. And the Bible said he said of all the trees in the garden Adam can eat except for the tree of good and evil. I thought that God after saying all this would have eliminated that tree or put a barricade around this tree. But he didn't. He left it so. And actually the Bible said, by the time Adam was naming all the animals and all the trees and all the plants, whatsoever Adam called it, that was the name. What it meant was that Adam was operating at God's level of intelligence. God didn't have to correct him that that's the wrong name. God accepted the name. How was that possible? There was a key that Adam and God had, and the key was the key of fellowship. Every day God worked with Adam, Adam knew more about God's thoughts, God's choices, wow. God's thinking, God's pattern, God's feeling in his work. The more we work with God, Emma, Labashaba, no wonder Hebrews 12:2 said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, It's so amazing that this divine life of spirit is only defined by the gaze. It is only divine, defined by the gaze. Your gaze will define the manifestation of the life. So whatever you are looking at would define whatever you are reproducing in life. So once Adam kept walking with God, imagine Adam as he took a step turns to the left and God was walking by him. He looked and looked at the face of the one he was walking with and it was the face of God. The hand of God held his hand. The feet of God took a spouse. In fact, the Hebrew says that Adam walked in the cool of the day. The voice of the Lord walked there. The word walk there is a spousal walk. It was a walk between a couple. So God and Adam were walking coolly in the day. It was a daily occurrence. And the fellowship became the means for tutelage. Many people say they don't know what God is thinking. They don't know if it's the will of God. It's because there's broken fellowship. Mm. The moment there's broken fellowship, confusion comes. Mm. So the moment you are getting confused about a lot of decisions, you have to check your fellowship. Something has happened with your work. You are working and your work has been broken. That's why a lot of confusions have come. Something you would have known predetermined already. Now you are wondering, is it really God? Am I in the right place? You are questioning. That is the voice of the evil one. Because there's broken fellowship. Notice that Lucifer didn't have to use a gun. Neither did he use a spear. Neither did he use a sword. He used words. And the words came on the premise and the platform of fellowship. Has God said, the woman fellowshiped with the serpent, and the serpent now convinced the woman to add Adam to the fellowship. Mm. So that when God came, he didn't ask him, what have you done? He said, who said? Mm. Who told you? It was a speech issue. Who have you been fellowshipping with? That's what has caused the problem. <laughs> Many believers don't understand why. They made it, sometimes you are walking holy, you are filled and you entertain certain people. It's fellowship. It's fellowship. You know, we've read in scripture according to 1st, 1st Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 14 downwards. He spoke about how we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. We should be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And when he spoke about this unequal yoke, you know, this unequal yoke with unbelievers, he spoke about the fact that we can't be connected uh-huh. we can not be connected with unbelievers How he said what fellowship has light with darkness parabashabalakos <inaudible> 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 hallelujah. hallelujah what fellowship has light with darkness and what he was trying to communicate to us I want to read that scripture as the word of God explains further to us in 2nd Corinthians 6 verse 14 rather not first he says that be ye unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now the apostle was not talking about we not having friends who don't believe in God. No, you see, when they use their terminology, <laughs> I want to Isaiah fifty-two verse eleven. Let's go there to Isaiah fifty-two eleven. We want to see some of the things of which he's talking about the yoke with unbelievers. Isaiah fifty-two verse eleven. <sighs> He said, depart ye, depart ye. Go ye out from thence. Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean. Bear that bear the vessels of the Lord. He said, be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Now, he was talking to these people who are, were actually mingled with the Babylonian system. He was talking of a departing from their normal way of... Worship. They were worshiping what they worshipped. They were paying attention to what they were paying attention to. So when the scripture talks about we not being unequally yoked with unbelievers, it speaks about the unequal yoke in marriage, unequal yoke in worship, and the unequal yoke in desires, mm. not having contact with them. Because actually, <laughs> when Jesus spoke about being yoked together, according to Matthew 11, when he says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light, that yoking together, Matthew eleven twenty seven, 27, 28 and 29, he spoke about how that this yoking together was a principle of the day. But in that day, the scripture said in Deuteronomy chapter twenty twenty two, he spoke about the law of yoking. And this law of yoking did said that you were not supposed to yoke an ass with, a what do you call it, uh, 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 an ox. An ox cannot be yoked with an ass. Mm. So an ass or a donkey was defined as an unclean animal because it it, it had a way of splitting the, the, the hoops but could not chew the cat. So it was not supposed to be yoked together. So that yoking, the ass is the unbeliever but the ox is the believer. Actually the principle of yoking was actually done by yoking an elderly ox to a young ox. So an experienced ox is linked to a younger ox. So that the experienced ox, based on what it knows, will transfer by association to the younger ox. So wherever the ox goes, the time the ox will rest, the time the ox will tail, the energy the ox will use, the young ox has to learn it. Even if the young ox does not want to do it, when they elderly ox is working because they are yoked the younger ox cannot sleep it is forced to work so with time when the elderly ox dies the younger ox has imbibed natural traits from the elderly ox so it is also able to plow and it will also pass it on to a younger ox by which it will be yoked that's how the yoking is so working is a very serious reality you have to check how you walk malabasha your work is a serious matter Your work is a serious matter. Your work is a serious matter. And working with God is a serious serious agenda. If you really, really look in the word of God very well, you realize that Adam had issues. Adam was innocent, natural. He neither knew sin, good from evil. He was innocent, natural. That's Adam. But it does not mean that Adam didn't have anything to be ashamed of. Because when God, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, 24 and 25, when the woman came, Bible says, and they were both naked and not ashamed. Now, when the Bible says they were both naked and not ashamed, it implies there was something to be ashamed of. Yeah. But they were not ashamed. Because their gaze was not on the things that would make them ashamed. Mm. Number two, according to scriptures, according to James, the Bible says that we are tempted according to our own desires. So when the serpent suggested to the woman, have you seen this tree? Have you, as God said, Bible says that when the woman was enticed, Adam who was with her, it means Adam was not far away. Adam was standing close by and saw the transaction between the serpent and the wife. But he did not intervene. He did not stop that discourse. It was something Satan was revealing from his heart. Mm. so it was something else in his heart he wanted to be like God but he had never had words to utter it that's why he was tempted no wonder Timothy said Paul said to the apostle Timothy he said the man was not deceived it was the woman so Adam knew what he was doing it was deliberate it was not temptation he deliberately ate the tree because he was aware that what Satan had just said was a lie Mm. he knew that this one that's not what God said it was the woman who was giving the answers and Adam was with her watching her give the wrong answers. Because something was being expressed in his heart. That's why when God came and Adam said, I heard thy voice. Genesis 3.8 In walking in the cool of the day and I went to hide myself. Then God asked him a question. Who told you? God didn't say it's not true. It means it's true that you are naked but I never told you you are naked. (laughs) That's the mystery of God's providence and reality of grace in the garden. Adam was having wrong thoughts but do you know what God did? God said as long as he walks with me, the thoughts are correct. As long as he is having in step walk with me, all his wrong thoughts, all his wrong inclinations his proclivities and desires once he walks with me, I have the anointing God, I have the capacity, I have the ability environmental structure to hold him from going astray though his thoughts are not right. Mm. That's why Jesus... (laughs) He didn't spend his time correcting people. He just let them live with him. With time, they got corrected. (laughs) This is the reality of working with God. So I encourage you today, what we are sharing is a very serious matter. Wherever you are, whatever you are going through, the solution is not trying to help yourself. The solution is, Lord, I want to work with you. It's not Lord, I want to stop. No, work with him. You walk away from that addiction without realizing it. And it will take you five, ten years. And you realize that, wow, it's been ten years and it's long gone. And the beauty about that work is that by the time you realize it, there's no energy nor desire indeed to go back. <laughs> Because you were focused on walking. Because I sat down and I looked at why many believers fall. A lot of people start well, but along the line they fall. And the Lord said to me, he says, because after a while, they take a rest. They go and sit under a tree without walking. We must walk. (laughs) Do you realize that there was a certain progressive arrangement from Genesis 12 to Genesis 18. Now the walk of Abraham started by God coming in Genesis 12 to say, "I am the Lord thy God," and He said, "Follow me to a land which I shall show thee." So it means Abraham's first walk was to follow God. Mm, okay. So his first walk, he, God's calling always starts with a walk. Hmm. Of course, in Christ we are seated, but after we are seated, we must walk. <laughs> And has made us to sit together with him in heavenly places, far above places. Then he said, we we have to walk in this reality. So we start by sitting positionally. But we must walk to experience and manifest that sitting position. So when he asked Abraham to follow him, along the line, Abraham got distracted. Abraham began to look at situations and circumstances to advise himself in the walk. And we know that it got to a point he was so frustrated he began to suggest his son, his servant, Eliezer, to be the heir of all he had. Because God had promised him, but he had not yet seen the promise. And God swore by himself. And look at this. It was imputed for Abraham as righteousness. But strangely enough, after righteousness was imputed to him, he went to sleep with Hagar. (laughs) anytime you say I'm the righteousness of God there will be a test to see whether you are really the righteousness of God right after it was imputed for him, his belief was imputed for him for righteousness in the next chapter, chapter 16 he sleeps with Hagar and Ishmael comes out and for 13 years God does not speak to Abraham Then God comes in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Abraham, walk before me. And he said, I'm the Lord thy God almighty. He said, walk before me and be perfect. He asked, walk before me. So first, walk after me as I lead. But now God graduates the walk. Walk in front of me and be perfect. But by Genesis 18, when he was asked to walk before the Lord and be perfect, this actually is a statement that implies that He was going to walk in the perfections, the light, attributal variance of God to show Abraham that all you are trying to do by your flesh cannot mount up to what I have planned for you. So walk before me so that my light will show your movements. But as the light was shining on Abraham, God said, you know something, as you are walking before me, this is the diagnosis. Circumcise your flesh. There is something hindering your walk. It is the flesh. Cut it off now. Cut it off now. And Bible says he cut his flesh. And all the sons that were born in his house. And servants. Oh, And Bible says at that same time. Ishmael was 13 years. So they circumcised all of them. Then in chapter 18. Bible says and Abraham was in the plain of Mamre in Hebron. The plains of Mamre in Hebron. And we know that Mamre is strength. And Hebron is fellowship. So he was in the plains of the place of the strength of fellowship, working with God. So when God came, Abraham has cut off what limited him from seeing right. Bible says he saw through three men, one like the Lord and two like angels, and he bid them to enter his tent and he asked them, "Go and gather to yourself the fatling, the fat calf, and bring it for a, a, a meal for them." And as they ate, Bible said the the Lord said, "A year by this time thy wife shall be with child." And Bible says, "No, it's not true." then the woman sarah said in the tent me at this age is god not, and look at even my husband at the age is at is now god come to give us a son then the lord asked why did you laugh mm. and he said i laughed not and he said because you laughed thy sons name shall be called laughter isaac <laughs> he said because you laughed Nice. i tell you something brother sister if you start working with god even your errors will become the name of your prophecy yeah. He said, because you laughed, thy son's name shall be called Laughter. <laughs> he said, your son's name shall be called Isaac, which means Laughter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And right after that, the Bible says, and they rose up to go. Then the Lord said in his heart, shall I hide this thing I'm about to do? Many times when you read it, it looks like a discourse between F and the heavens no it was a discourse between two people facing each other wow. the lord said can i hide this from abraham seeing that he'll become a great nation and he's my friend and he looked at him and he said no i have to tell him so they started walking and having a discourse in the walk something had happened it showed a certain reality when abraham was to follow god he was to follow commands When he was to walk before the Lord, God allowed him to do his own thing so that he would correct him and put him on the right track. But he had come to a place of maturity where now he could discuss governmental matters with God. God is looking for friends. He is looking for governmental authorities to help him rule the earth. But we have not come to the stature where we can walk side by side with him. We are seated, but few are walking. And if we walk, well have you not read what Psalm 82 verse 5 said? He said, they know not. Neither do they understand. They continue to walk on in desert." He said, so because of that, the foundations of the earth is all out of course. Brother, sister, the earthquake, the rape cases, the transgender cases, is the children of God who are supposed to be judges walking with God, having parliamentary meetings with God. They are the ones sleeping and they are still babies. They want a car, they want a house. That's all life is. <coughs> That's why the earth is out of course. We are the reason why the earth is in chaos. The church. But I thank God that before he shows up, before the great advent of the Lord, Joel prayed and said, Peter now, Lord, send down thy mighty ones. And it's going to be a conglomerate of a lot of blessings. He said, Arise, shine for thy light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He said, Darkness shall cover the earth. God's darkness the people. But they shall come. He said, The Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen on thee. He said, The gentle, he said, the Gentiles shall come to the light, and the kings to the brightness of thy horizon. Then he came to say, He said, Lift up your head. Look from afar. Thy sons are coming. Thy daughters shall be nursed by thy side. What was he saying? He was saying that there is coming a great wealth transfer to the church. But before that wealth transfer, Transfer, there's going to be repair of families okay. <laughs> there's going to be family return sons will come from afar and daughters will sit by our side so there's going to be family reunions that's going to go on because Bible said in second Timothy chapter 3 the verse 1 he said in the last days there shall be perilous times men shall be lovers of self and of pleasure covetous unthankful unholy and he said without affection and the word without affection the natural affection is the word estogos and estogos we have agape God's love we have filial brotherly love we have eros erotic love then we have stogos family love so he said in stogos there is a love that has left the church that has left the world people don't have family love people can be busy with work and they leave their family aside people can walk you know their wife is in uk they are in, in canada and they care less people at this they just don't care people give birth to people and they just split after a child there's no family love we rather prefer to have meetings with friends than to stay home with our wives. It's to go. But he says there's something coming. There's going to be a repair of that loss of natural affection in the body of Christ. In that well, today we will be the picture of united families. Because God is about to do something. But He's doing that because He's bringing wealth to the church. And then once I meditated on it, I realized that God has come to rapture millionaires and billionaires. Because if he is giving wealth to the church as the last move of God, then the rapture church will be a millionaire church. It will be full of rich men and rich women. Listen, something has happened over time. I read the story of Edward McHenry Bounds, E. M. Bounds, and he was a lawyer who was so broke that in his city they accused him to spend his wife's money. He was so broke. They always insulted him that it's your wife who takes care of you and these were men of prayer Charles Grandison Finney they they were lawyers but they were men of prayer yet there was financial crisis (laughs) and once upon a time there will be isolated apostles like D.L. Moody like uh, uh, George Muller and Hassan Taylor who were working in total dependency of God for divine supplies for wealth but God said this last day church this last day church we will be a wealthy bunch, but they will not be lovers of pleasure, <laughs> neither will they be lovers of self, they'll be lovers of God. Their money will show that they love God, their money will show that they are sponsoring the kingdom. Billionaires will buy TV stations, they are sponsoring the gospel, they are building orphanages. It's going to be replete in our day. But how can I do this? I mean, I've met so many young Christians who come to me and they ask me, Man of God, how have you been able to stay? And when I look at them and they ask me that question, I don't know what answer to give them. Because actually the answer is one thing. walk with God. No matter the fame you get in this life, once you are walking with God, it won't eat you up. No matter the beautiful wife you marry and the wonderful children you get, and they the you Once you are working with God, it will never eat you up. Wow. Your spirit will not be polluted with bitterness mm. because you are. And when I see a person full of bitterness, mm. harboring pains they can't let go, and they still speak in tongues, uh, they have the gifts, but they are not working with the Lord. Wow. It's the truth. It's the truth. You are gifted, but you're not working with the Lord. Something's wrong with your work. Because the work of God will expose it will expose it will expose your heart. He said, "And grieve not the Holy Spirit of promise, it on whom ye have been sealed unto the day of redemption." And prior to that, he said, "Let no vain communication, bitterness, let bitterness." He spoke about certain things that we do. Bitterness, wrath be taken away from us, so that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We don't loop. We don't put him under torture. So you can't be having finished the holy ghost and you are bitter it's a lie yeah. no, no, no 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 in Matthew chapter 5 he said when you are bringing an offering to the altar and thou remember that your brother has ought now when i read that i was like ah god what are you saying he said he said listen no. he didn't say you remember that you have ought the word ought means you are offended with someone no he said, "You remember that your brother is rather offended with you." Mm. He said, "Don't give the offering. Yeah. Hey, go and repair the relationship. Call your brother and say, Off late, you don't call. Mm. You have become distant. Mm. You are too cold.' What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the Bible said. That's the that's the realm. Wow. If it was the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. day I was sharing with uh, uh, um, some people that a prophet gave a testimony that he was bought." his wife did something that got him angry and he didn't resolve it so the wife was asleep and he also went to sleep and as he was lying in bed in between them he saw a black entity came to lie in the midst of the bed and the black entity had put his head on his his hand the palm the demon and the demon was smiling at him He said as soon as he saw the demon, he immediately tapped the wife and said, honey, I forgive you. (laughs) Yeah. And he said, immediately he said, I forgive you. The reason why he did that was uh, that the way the demon was smiling at him, he was afraid the demon would kiss him. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 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 So he said when he woke up in the morning, he had to change the mattress. Yeah. You have no idea. You see, People don't operate with prophetic insight. You'll be surprised. That anger you have kept. Mm -hmm. It has produced something in the spirit. I'm telling you. You have allowed a certain entity to track you down everywhere you go. Just because bitterness is in your heart, I'm telling you. (laughs) Hallelujah. I said that to tell someone, whoever has embittered you, let us go. You have invited a demon, I'm telling you. We have invited the demon. I'm telling you. The word of God said in Luke 17 that it is impossible for offenses to come. But woe unto him by whom it comes. Now, when you read it in the English, it is very deceptive. But the literal Greek means that we can't stop offenses for being in our area, in our vicinity, in our midst. But we, whoever gives offense a chair is the one who is the woe. So if I step on your toe, I brought offense. But if you keep it, that's why even in the English language we say, take offense. So it is thrown, but you took it. So you gave it a chair. You are the one Bible is talking about. Woe unto you. Because sometimes someone can offend you. He doesn't even know he offended you. And he's sleeping. You are the one who has kept it. You are the one Bible is talking about. Woe unto you. Yeah, woman to you. Sometimes as a pastor, if you're working in town and your old school mate will see you in front of your members, Oh, Charlie, call you your own name. And sometimes the Holy Ghost has to put you in check. comport yourself. (laughs) Because you want to rebuke him now. "Ah, Why are you calling by my first name? I'm a man of God. Don't call me by my first name. But you see, so somebody can call you, Oh, Charlie, call you Adam. Hey, Adam, what's up? Hey, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) One day I went to preach online, and after preaching, someone called me Redo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sent me a private message on Zoom. Redo, Charlie, powerful Christ. Hey. Hey. They introduced me and pray. Say Redo. Some people they will never call you by your title. Oh. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, it's like you're offended. Yeah. When for a certain ordination, they called the man of God to come. They called Pastor Sosu and so he didn't come. I called him four times, he didn't come. Then someone wrote a note and said, Apostle Doctor. Mm-hmm. So when they say Apostle Doctor, before he stood up and shook his legs and came. And when he stood there, he said, These young men of today, they have no respect for unction and anointing. <laughs> Imagine Jesus operating by title. Your thanksgiving a loaf be 30 hours. <laughs> Because that's how you start the prayer. You say, Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting lover, peace of peace, my El Shaddai, my Jireh, and all of that. Jesus said, Call me Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the solution to a lot of our problems in life is walking with God. Walk. Just walk. Just walk with Him. Just walk with Him. Just walk with Him. I must walk with the Lord. I must walk with the Lord. Psalm 132 spoke about David who said we have heard it of it in Ephrata. We have seen it in the woods. He was talking about the ark of the presence. There was a king who didn't care that God's ark was not in town. In the days of Eli, the king, uh, the, the priest, king, uh, uh, priest Eli, the Bible says that the Philistines trooped in. And the reason why the Philistines did this was that they noticed that Israel, every time they were going to fight, they carried a certain ark. Yeah. And once the ark was lifted, they will lose. Mm, mm. So they said, we'll find a way to fight these people. Mm-hmm. So this time around, they ambushed the city where they were. And Bible said they entered Shariu and broke into the temple and lifted the ark and sent it to their city. Mm-hmm. And Bible says, that was the day when Eli heard it. There was a stroke that struck him and he fell on the ground. Bible says, the glory had left. And so, you see, that's the thing. When glory leaves, people who are not qualified as kings will be chosen. Because glory had left, Saul was chosen. And they anointed him and made him king. And he also didn't care to bring the ark. He left it where it was. In fact, they tried another battle. And when they won it, the Bible said it fell in the woods. But nobody went to retrieve it. They left it. So it the ark of the covenant was resting in the woods but when David came he said I will give my eyes no rest I will give myself no habitation till I have found the habitation for the God of Israel he, it, was an, it was his first order of business to find the ark of God before he even built his own self a house and that's what God said he is a man after my own heart I came to tell you something for everyone who sold into this wonderful project God says you are a person after his own heart yeah. no of course he said it in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 the verse 6 and 7 the amplified version says that God loves prizes above all others a cheerful, prompt to do it, ready giver so God loves everybody but he prizes you at a certain pedestal I'm telling you you become God's heartmost desire when everything about God is your project he prizes above yeah other things. Unwilling to abandon or do without. It means that if there's any breakthrough, there's any miracle, there's any blessing to come in the vicinity or in the nation, God will look for your house first. That's how it is. He's not willing to abandon you. So be of good cheer. Not every seed you sow will bring you $5,000. Some of the seeds you have sown Has put you in a place where when God is looking for the next president in a nation. Mm. When God is looking for a next prophet in your country. Even when you are dead and gone. He will consider your family first. These are things you do. That Mm. puts you in a place for eternal heritage. I'm telling you. So God is looking for a president. A savior. A deliverer in an area. It is your seed. That will make him consider your house first. Mm. He is not ready to do without you. That's what the scripture means. A joyous generous giver. So there are things you are sowing today. You might not get the reward. But your children will walk in blessings. Your children will be in UN. They will have scholarships that you will never have never had. Yeah. They will go to... you. you see children, it's just enjoying life. You are like, hey, you are blessed. It's a seed. God looked for your house. And said, that's the house i use as a blessing. And that's the miracle. That's the miracle. So learn to walk with God. Now, to pray... Uh, 127 times in the New Testament, the word pray is prosyokomai, and prosyokomai is from two words, ikomai and pros, ikomai means to entreat, to seize, to hold, to ensure it stays with you, and pros is face-to-face, so anytime you pray, you are face-to-face with God, seizing God in the moment. It means prayer is the act of seizing God and letting him enter the situation with you. Wow. So I seize God by his, by his girdle and I hold him tight so that we are face-to-face entering any battle. That's prayer. Wow. So anytime I pray, I cease to be Adam. I have become joined with the Lord. Wow. And when I enter that place, anything that must answer to God and hasn't answered to me will answer. Because God Himself has come there. We have tied our belts together. Our ghetto is joined together. And this is the first act by which God created Adam. Now, you look in the scriptures, in the book of Ezekiel 37, the Bible said there was a valley of dry bones. And God asked Ezekiel, Can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, Thou knowest, O Lord. Then the Bible says he began to prophesy, prophesying saying, Oh, east wind, oh, west wind. He started prophesying bone come to bone, sinus upon sinus. And Bible said the bones began to rattle and came from the north. Every bone that was scattered in a place, bone to bone. Bone to bone means that the specific bone. So, supposing so <laughs> you come to a place where uh, 30 individuals died. There's John, there's uh, what they call it, Johnson, or whatever. They are individual names. So, Johnson's particular bone will not join John's bone. It will come to Johnson's bone. Yeah. That's what it meant. So, the bones were moving in traffic. Mm and sifting through other bones to join the bone of that particular person's bone. So they linked back together again. It's not like God looked for any other bone anywhere. No, they, they located themselves. That's the mystery about prophecy. <laughs> when you use your own might, you will join a bone that looks like another bone, but it will be a wrong connection. But when you prophesy as God has commanded, the bone you don't even know that is specific for this bone, God will call it and let it locate this specific bone without any error whatsoever. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when all the bones joined together, the Bible said that he declared for the winds to come. And the winds breathed upon the slain and they became a mighty army that stood up. But when you go to Genesis chapter 2, the verse 7. Genesis 2, 7. let look at that. He said, and the Lord God from man of the dust of the ground, and notice they are on the old testament. So I want you to see something that's happening, and he breathed into in the case of Ezekiel's bones, he breathed upon. By here he breathed into not on their bodies, their nostrils. So it means that the word into communicates a certain intimacy. That is different from the valley of dry bones. The valley of dry bones, the the, the wind blew upon the bones. But in this situation of the creation of man, the wind was not a wind that came from without. It came from God himself. God came face to face with Adam and did a mouth to mouth resuscitation. So that the wind didn't come on Adam's face, he made sure that everything that was leaving his lips Jehovah entered directly into his nose. Mm. So he was close to his face. So the first thing Adam first came animated to was the face of God. Wow! And of course, it was a pattern of how things were created. The bird was not created in the sea. Neither was it created in the earth and released into the sky. Bible said the sky produced the birds. The same way the waters also produced the fish, is the same way the presence of God also produced man. Mm. So if you don't learn to walk with God... Kamalaba. Let me tell you something you can be born again but if you don't master the art of working with God you will die faster because you are all <laughs> you, are, you are disassociated from your very breath. You are disassociated from the very environment that makes you function well. That's why every believer and every human being will testify that there is a certain liveliness there is a certain living that comes upon you when you get close to God. The more your closeness to God enhances something, it's like you have come alive again. There's a certain living that is beyond living. (laughs) It's just a realm of beauty. A a realm of less struggle, least, least trouble. It's a realm where everything is already solved. It's a realm where you are buttressed by God. It's a realm where you know that you know that you know that you know this thing cannot kill us. It's a realm. When Corona came, I realized that people knew God, but have not worked with him. People knew about God, like the case of Herod. That king that ruled, that Edomite king that ruled over Bethlehem and Jerusalem at the time. He was, of course, a gentleman who was appointed by the Roman government to rule over the province. So, Herod was a chosen Gentile to rule over the Roman province, Jerusalem. And when he was ruling, Bible says, when the wise men said they have seen a king, He didn't even know what they were talking about. So he went to call the scribes. And these scribes were the best of the best. They were students of history. They had learned prophecy by heart. They could quote it anyhow. So when he called them, usually they would have gone to check the the books. But this man started reciting what he had said. He said it has been written that in the city of Bethlehem, Rahel, and they started prophesying how the Messiah shall be born out of, you know, out of their spirit. They knew and had studied about the Messiah. But after they had this, they detected where he'll be born, they didn't follow the wise men to go and look for him. They showed direction, but they were standing there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what calamity does. It shows whether you were a signboard or you were a living participator of what you are talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But to walk with God, Oba Kastayana. For God, God to walk in our midst. For God, do you know God? For God to walk with you. Actually, when Adam came alive, do you know it took 930 years for Adam to die? Not because that was the lifespan God gave him. Listen to what God said. He said, The day you eat this fruit, you will die. There was a severance of his spirit from the spirit of God. There was a disconnect from the God of all creation and life. Yet, do you know after that disconnect in his spirit, it took 930 years before his body could adjust that death has occurred. Mm. The reason why people die faster now is because of sin and lack of intimacy with the Lord. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not talking of the one that people decided to go themselves. No, no, no. I'm not talking of that one. Because how beautiful is that? I mean, the, the righteous man's death is beautiful. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's why he doesn't delight in the death of an unbeliever. Because he gives them a chance to live long. I'm announcing to you, all the witches, all the uncles and aunties who are wizards and witches, they will live long. (laughs) So that they will see the salvation of the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you. And the righteous people in your family might even die faster. Because they have a better existence. So when you see a wicked person living long, it's not God not being fair. It is God. You you see, we have to re-educate ourselves. There is a civilization coming. Higher than this one. So, when someone exists as a believer, it is not a loss at all. They have entered real life. So, we go like, how come Christians are dying and unbelievers are living? No. The the real life is there. They have even died once. But these unbelievers who are living long, they will die twice. Because when they die here, they will die in another death called the second death. And there's nothing to be done about that. Even Jesus can't die again for them. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. We must understand there's a civilization coming, there's a life coming. Listen, if you are not dating, there's a civilization coming. (laughs) Success in this realm. Look, Dio Moody went to heaven and told God, Show me my mansion. And he argued with the angel. And the Lord said, allow him to see it. So um, Diyamudu, this wonderful missionary, went and saw his mansion. Very big one. And when he saw the mansion, he was so impressed. But he looked outside the window of his mansion and saw a bigger mansion. Mm-hmm. Ah, so he said, Whose mansion is that? It must be a great saint. He said, oh, she's actually in your church. He <laughs> said, aha, me the pastor. <laughs> My member has a bigger mansion. I want to see that mansion. So when they escorted Diobudin into the mansion of the, the member, he saw the face of the member in the place. And so when he came out of the vision, he went to visit the member. Wow. And he said, wow, I just came from an encounter. And I saw your mansion, so beautiful. And when he actually had the encounter, he asked God, why she had a bigger mansion than him? And he said, oh, all his crusades, all his services, healing, service, everything. She always prayed not once without fail, prayed every time, not less than two hours, for the success of the meeting. Wow! And God said that was a reward. So God said because of her prayer and the way her minist- his ministration went, he she even have a, has a bigger mansion. Yeah, <laughs> but this, this is not even the part of the story I want to show you. So he came to this woman to her house and said, I pray when you got there, the woman was blind. Yeah, she's a blind woman. So he said he was come to pray for her to receive her sight. No, I think she was crippled, rather. So he was come to pray for her to receive her healing. But as he was come to lay hands, the woman said, Please don't pray for me. He said, Why? He said, Lest when I'm healed, I'll not have time to do what I'm doing. Yay! Are you listening to what I'm saying? So there are people with. We- so in heaven, this woman had a throne. As an overcomer. Yet on earth she's a cripple. Mm. You have no idea. People you think are, are, are yes, they are blind, they are crippled, they are in wheelchair, they look like, oh, life has been unfair to them. They have, they have received fairness. They have received more rewards on the other side than you who has legs and you think everything is fine and I'm telling you. You'll be surprised that someone and she was so spiritual and smart enough to say, I don't want healing, lest I'll be too busy walking up and down, and I'll not have time to pray. Mm. So, if someone is also crippled, I'm advising you: if you have not received your healing now, use it to get crowns because the real civilization is in the next realm. This is 70 years, this is 80 years. Bible says, but three score. It is a, it's a, a watch in the night. Three score and ten years. If by reason of strength, four score years. So he said, teach us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts to wisdom. There's a way to live. There's a civilization coming. And if you don't work with God, your heart will not be applied to wisdom. You will look behind and say, ah. So when I was not working for two years, it was God's agenda to get me closer but i was rather complaining the two years i'm not working my friends are always working i'm alone i'm single you have no idea there's a certain type of prayer you can never pray when you are married it's only singleness that will give you that dynamic dangerous fasting nobody can stop you I'm telling you, but you, you, oh yeah, yeah. and we waste our, our trials. <laughs> Believers, uh, let's start working with God. We'll stop wasting trials and frustrations. We'll realize that they are eternal investments. All your trials, all your heartbreak, it is working for you an eternal weight of glory. But you don't see it. You're rather complaining, am I cursed? Am I? Listen, oh, God. I was sharing with someone today that when you read scripture, the Bible said, when God said to um, Saul, today, this day, I have taken the kingdom from you. Saul also sat on the throne another 20 years. Then he said, I have given the kingdom to a shepherd boy. He was still being character assassinated, insulted, taking care of sheep, smelling like sheep, yet God had given him the kingdom. Mm. That's God, how come? And God said to me, the picture of this kingdom is in the continuity. So after Saul sat on the throne, the Bible says, Saul's descendants were wiped out. It was left with only Jonathan. And even Jonathan, the only surviving person, was a cripple. Mephibosheth. And he cried, it's because of his assistance to David. That's why he got an access into the blessing. But when he gave it to David, and David made sure he kept it, aside all his mistakes, his son took over. Yeah. And even when his son took over and made mistake again, God didn't take it. You know, He said, "He said I've split the kingdom." Yeah. So He gave half, two of the nations, the northern tribes, and two, the twelve, the remaining ten, to the south. So Rehoboam and Jeroboam took it. Then, in the fullness of the manifestation of God's prophecy to David, the Messiah showed up and matched the two nations again so it's not you being successful today it's something God has given you <laughs> and if you are not careful when you die you will not realize Ah, we lost this thing no wonder the Bible calls Esau a profane man the word profane is Babalos it's is, it is, it is actually one that desecrates sacred things there are some people that don't know sacred things to honor a pastor is one of the most sacred things in this life. Yeah. People don't know it. You know what Jesus said? He that receiveth you has received me. If you insult a pastor, you have insulted God. I'm telling you. Mm, yes. Ah, no, 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 no. no. Matthew chapter 10. He said, every house you go to, the... he said, he that has received you has also received me. And he himself said it one time. Like, he that has also received me has received the Father that sent me. So it's a chain reaction. You mm. have made your business insulting pastors. Mm. Because you think that you are the one who cleansed the church. Well, I have news for you. Once upon a time, Saul, who was separated from his mother's womb, from birth, did not know that he was to be an apostle. And he was fighting the very anointing he had been called to do. Some people, they are not dangerous. Their only thing is that, you see, I I was praying one time and God showed me something. Mary Magdalene was not called to be a prostitute. She was called to be a follower of Christ, but Satan saw it and made her a prostitute. Mm. There are some people fighting things. It's not because God designed that they should go through it. It's because of what they carry. So Satan had to make them be a contradiction of what they were going to preach about. Because how can Paul say in Galatians 1.15 and 16, when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb to reveal Christ and he's the same one collecting letters to kill the people following Christ it's a contradiction to what he was going to stand for you are fighting battles not because you were designed to fight them it's because there's a call on your head so Satan wants to create a contradiction within you so you don't realize it you are called to produce wonderful children so Satan has put you into a certain relationship you keep aborting it's a contradiction shake yourself and stop saying did God create me like this start realizing that God created you for better Satan just wants to put a a, a reproach in the process of God so you don't realize and take up your mandate you are called you are anointed in the name of Jesus but when you start working with God you realize things and you know the strange thing about working with God Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, And Adam heard the voice walking in the cool of the day. Walking in the cool of the day. The Hebrew says, Adam heard the voice, the debah, walking in the ruach of the day. Walking in the ruach of the day. The voice of God came by the enterprise of the Spirit. You cannot walk with God outside the spirit. (laughs) To walk with God outside the spirit is equal to Islam, Buddhism, Shintoism. It's an attempt to to, to get close to the highest. You need the spirit for this reality to be done. The Holy Spirit. (laughs) Oh, Jesus is Lord. He was walking in the garden in the spirit of the day. He was walking in the spirit. That's how the voice came. And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. I wish you knew the Holy Spirit you see God is abstract one day he appeared to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 and he mentioned his name prior to that he said I've been known by your fathers as the almighty El Shaddai that's how they named me they even called me Jireh in Genesis 22 because I provided they called me different names El Shaddai, El Gibor, the mighty warrior El Roy, the one who sees that was all appellations for men but when the owner himself showed up he said my name is Ayam that's my name. I am that I am. They said, Ah, who is I am? How can I even mention that your name is I am? This is a dangerous name to mention. He, he said, These are all even know who I am. is? And he said, It's true, because they have not known me by this name. So when you go, what do you have in your hand? He said, I have a rod. So when you go, if they don't believe you by the first, they'll believe by the second. When I am, because according to the book of Numbers, chapter one, the Bible says that when they were writing all the names of the people of Israel, they were expressed by their names. Your name expresses you. So I am means that he was expressed by his name. I am. I am. There is nothing you can do about it. I am. The self-existent selfhood. I have no location. I have no date of birth because if I call myself John, it means someone gave me that name. Yeah. But I am means no one has named me yet. I am. I have no name. And if no one has named me, then no one predated me. Yeah. That's why I'm called I am. Oh. <laughs> and once I have no suffix, that defines I am. It means there's no location. yeah yeah. There's no place. There's no... It means, listen, I am means I exist. Yeah. And I self exist. And I am the reason why existence becomes existen- existential. So I am the reason why anything that will be, will be. I am. I am. That's I am this God this God I pray. when you walk with God it changes a lot of things many Christians call the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob that's nice but that's too old covenant because you don't know him well if you did know him John 17 said I have declared thy name John 17 25 I have declared thy name what was that name? Abba Father the highest name of God is not Jireh, it's not El Shaddai, it's not Elohim, it is Abba. Hmm. It is Abba. So, how do we know that new name? According to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, verse 17. It said, The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in the New Testament, we don't say the God of Abraham, we say the God of our Father Jesus Christ. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is our new covenant name. Wow. That's the God, that's the that's the name of our that's the name we call. Wow. This they, they, fine, it's powerful it's nice, it sounds beautiful but this is the name the father of all glory Hallelujah. he's not the God of Jacob to us mm. he's not the God of Abraham to us he's the God of our Lord Jesus Christ mm. that's our that's covenant name in the New Testament wow. so when you need to it, the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ mm. because you see When he was walking with Adam in the garden, he did not understand. Adam did not understand that life was recycled at every escalation. Anytime Adam exhaled, God absorbed the filth and breathed out. Mm. So the outbreath of God was the inspiration of man. Mm. So that it was a gaseous exchange. When man breathes out, God absorbs it and recycles the breath and puts it back in him. So, he, so at every breath of man, man breathes out death and receives by inhaling from the presence of God. Because once we are in the same room, the same area with God, you exchange gas. Yeah. But you know the strange thing about the gaseous exchange of God? As we are here, we are exchanging carbon dioxide and O2. But when you stand in the presence of God, the gaseous exchange is spirit. (laughs) God breathes out spirit. Why? When he breathed into man, he didn't breathe O2, he breathed into him spirit, and he became a living soul. So anytime you spend time in the presence of God, it is a gaseous exchange of spirit. So... As, oh, come As you stand there, the breath of God, it inspires you. It brings you alive again. That's why at every retreat, every time you pray, every time you worship, every time you spend time in his presence, a spirit enters you. Listen, you know what he said? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and he said the Father of glory, may grant unto you the spirit. The literal Greek is a spirit. A spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's an aspect of the Holy Ghost. A spirit. So anytime I bring God, a spirit of wisdom. A spirit of might. A spirit of strength. A spirit of glory. Any spirit that I need, I'll explain why. Because the spirit now becomes the modus operandi of the expression of the life of God. Without the spirit, I can't express God. Without the spirit, I can't, I, I can't enjoy God. One time, A.W. Zosa explained it this way. He said the spirit is God's application to us. Anytime God applies himself to us. What we see or experience is the Spirit. Spirit. The Spirit is God's application to us. (laughs) So Adam is working with God. And Adam breathes out all his death, all his sickness. He absorbs it. This is why for all the three and a half years, the disciples worked with Jesus Christ. Nobody could get sick. Because they were breathing out disease. And Jesus was breathing it in. And you recycle it and give them health. So once you are with him, you'll be sick. <laughs> if you learn this reality of spirit life, you won't die. You can't die. No, no, no. You can't die. And the story of William Brown really inspires me how he died. He and the wife had an accident. And he was watching the wife die. And he said, Father, I transferred my life to her. That's all. He did life transfusion. He said, I transferred my life to her. So he released his life into his wife. His wife came to life and he died. <laughs> mm. Look, these are men who understand spirits. I'm telling you. Or oh, have you forgotten what Proverbs 18 said? That the spirit of a man will sustain him in infirmity. Mm. Another version actually says, a spirit of a man will sustain him when he is in pain and bodily trouble. Mm. So how much you get sick, you must do diagnosis of your spirit state. Mm. I'm telling you, that's why he said yeah, yeah. If you try, amplify version, try it. Will sustain you in, is that like this, Yes. A strong spirit of a man, sustain him in bodily pain or trouble. So when you're in bodily pain, the strength of your spirit tells whether the, the pain will weaken you or make you stand walking. Mm. So I read the story of Ben Da He had an accident and they rushed him to the hospital. Just why I read it himself, he himself typed in one of his books. They rushed him to the hospital, and the doctors came and realized he had fractured bones from his leg to his ribs. He said he had bones broken in tough parts of his body. And he said, as he was lying there, people in the hospital came to spy. Hey, Idahosa, the healer is, is sick in the bed. So he said, the way he started hearing the people were making noise, it spread immediately all over the news. Then he heard people were coming from town to come and see Idahosa in a sick bed. He said, as soon as he heard that, he started speaking in tongues. And the Lord said to him, "Say, Benson, you are healed. He said he removed his leg from the POP and got out of the bed, started walking and ran quickly to the car. So he said by 6 o'clock he was home, he had bathed. he was on his way back to church. So he said half of the church had gone to the hospital <laughs> to go and visit him because they have heard that the Idahosa is in hospital and it's a strange thing, man of faith, you have accident. I said by the time they got there, there was nobody to find, then they had to rush back only to come to church and the man who has bones broken in tough parts was standing with broken bones preaching. <laughs> a strong spirit. A strong spirit. Even in our local parlance, when a person is elderly and is not dying, they say he has a strong spirit. Yeah. They say no, 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 so bad things don't happen to him. How much more you? With the ordaining, <laughs> you have the strongest one inside you, the Holy Ghost. You see, if you only knew, that's why I said to you that it is in working with God to till tillage is enhanced. Your fellowship is the reason why you you know what you know. That is the realm where God doesn't even need to tell you, go to John this. No, 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 no. The way God talks to you, here, He will speak things and realize the scripture, <laughs> and you read it from the Bible and say, Hey. It's like I know this verse, but I've never read it before. Yeah, the conversation of God. Is this his word? If this is his word, then it means whatever is written is what he also said to you. Yeah. So as you walk with him, two tilled will come. Oh, no wonder Job 32, Elihu came. After all the elders had spoken, Zophar, Bildad, and you know Eliphaz, they had come to insult Job. And you are because of your sin, you are going through what you are going through and all. But he came and said, I've realized that great men are not always wise. And I waited for the multitude of days to utter wisdom. But there is a spirit in man. And it is that spirit that gives inspiration of the Almighty and grants understanding to them. So it means that you can be an accountant, but you know astrophysics by the Spirit. Work with Him, He will show you. You can't be ignorant if you work. If you only work with God, well, you will never say you are confused ever in your life. There's always a way out, there's always what to do, there's always a circumstance to understand because you are working with Him. And as Adam did that, Adam was never confused. But as he worked with God, that was tutelage. I'll say it and I'll say it again. The purpose of proximity is to learn manner of life. If it was to learn message, go online, you will learn it. Anytime you get close to a great anointing, learn the manner of life. What I mean by that is, learn the system mechanism that generates the force you are looking at. It is easy to try to access the force. But if you don't learn the system mechanism, when the power begins to fluctuate, you don't know how to regenerate it. But when you learn. So they came to Jesus and according to the early church writings, they said they should tarry and wait for their spirits in Jerusalem till they be undue with power. So they went up there, day one. They were waiting. Because they said tarry. He yeah. didn't say pray. So, according to the early church writings of one of the early epistles, it says, they one and they were there and they didn't know what they were doing because they don't even know who the spirit is. So, they don't even know if he has come. So, they didn't know what they were waiting for. They were just there. I'll explain why it's like that in Acts chapter 2. Then, Bible says, as they were there, they were waiting. And this historical writing said, on the second day or third day, one young lady came and said, Peter, he said we should tarry. You work with him. If you watch a lot of the early church movies, Paul the Apostle, those movies, you realize that there was one culture they had. The one who spent most time with Jesus was the one who was the authority. Yeah. It's not who had read. Yeah. It is who they'll ask you, have you, were you with him? Yeah. Once you are with him, they trust anything you say. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you. And it's a, it's a principle of the, of the new covenant. Your authority in God is how much you have been with him we will listen to you if you have been with him. If you have not been with him, we wonder, are you really, you are going to read a book, read some man of God. No, 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 no. It's not bad, but we will will only give credence to what you are saying if you have been with him. Mm -hmm. So the more you spend time with the Lord, the more weight comes on your words. The more we cannot but listen to what you have to say, because there's weight on the things you are saying. And so they came and said, "Ah, but you have been with him the most. You were there, because he, yeah, and apparently, that is the reason why. When Jesus realized, number one, James and John were the youngest. And Peter was the eldest. And he was the one going to carry out the ministry next. So Jesus intentionally took these people there to let them see how it is done. So this guy now has a, how did he do? He said, yes. Usually he tarried by praying. That's when they started praying. <laughs> then when they started praying, Initially, they were wondering what they are waiting for. But the Bible says, now, when they were all gathered together with one accord, it means that it would have taken them seven months if the one accord was not achieved. Mm, yeah. It would have taken them seven months if they didn't understand why they are there. So it means that it took them 10 days of deliberation. Both prophetically, yes, it's 10 days to Pentecost. But at the same time too, it took them that 10 days to organize themselves. To understand why they had, they said, so when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered in one place in one accord. But prior to that, they were tarrying 10 days. So they will sit down, wake up. ah, What spirit is coming? And I was surprised because when I, this what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that when you read the story in Acts chapter 1, the Bible said it was 500 plus people who saw him ascend. Yeah but it was 120 who waited so it means the remaining 380 what are we waiting for what spirit is it wind is it what is this so it means 380 went home it was the 120 that stayed with one mind that he told us to wait they collected power if you walk with him it will change you make mistakes. You under listen, I wonder why people struggle to obey authority. Or when the pastor says, do this, you have your own mind, like you. It's like you dear. Mm. You are quick one and you know. Mm. You are smarter than everybody. Hey. You have not worked with God. If you work with God, you understand something. Mm. Yeah. If you work with God, even, even letting Satan tell you that ah, the way a pastor talks to me nowadays, I don't like you will see the Holy Ghost bring a big hammer. (laughs) If you like try this thought, I'm telling you, I'm serious. He will tell you, if you like try this thought again, you will not like it. The Lord will tell you that. No, 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 no. I love you. But when it comes to my administration, they don't think like that. You will sit. You will will be in the kingdom, but you will be a spectator. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to the kingdom work, we all get getting to heaven True but not all of us are going to be part of the government of God. We are all Ghanaians, but not all of us are in parliament. Yes. So if you want to be parli- parli- a, parli- a parliamentary candidate in heaven, check how you think. And learn to walk with God. There is a way you think. It's revelation. To change your disposition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Learn to walk with God. You must walk with God. And walking with God. 2 Corinthians 3 13, the verse 14 it said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God <laughs> oh glory the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship or communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all amen amen The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion, the common union of the Holy Ghost be with you all. The common union, (laughs) the participation, the experience, the fellowship. Look what he said. I like the amplifier. He says, And the love of God and the presence and fellowship, the communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, be with you all. The grace, blessing, favor, spiritual blessing and favor of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence. So what he's trying to tell us is that the Holy Spirit is the presence of God. He's the fellowship of God. He's the communion of God. He's the sharing participation together of God. So what it means to say is this, that when I stand, I think recently one of my my people was sharing with me about something C.S. Lewis said. So when I stand with Pastor T and we are talking, what makes us talk is the spirit between us. (laughs) Are you understanding? So whatever causes communication between two entities is the spirit between them. So the communication between God and us is the Holy Spirit. The reason why God can talk to us is the Holy Spirit. Of course, I can't talk to a dog because there's no spirit between us. The dog will never understand me. So it is a spirit between us. That's why the moment I get born again and I start speaking to a friend who is not born again, we can't agree on a lot of things because the spirit is different. The spirit that will cause ground, common ground, is not there again. So there will be a lot of variance and that's why even in Christ... If you start walking carnally and then walking spiritually, they will start arguing. Because the spirit is not at the same frequency. We, we can't, no, it's not there. Yeah, that's the level of the Holy Spirit between us. <laughs> so to walk with God requires the spirit. It requires the spirit. It requires the spirit. And it's, this is so key. Listen, this is so key. You know, Psalm 36, verse 5 says that. Oh Lord, 36 verse 5. He speaks about the mercy of God, which is in the heavens. He says, His mercy, thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. So God's mercy is in heaven. Then according to 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, God is love. So God is love. Now listen to what I'm saying. God is love. Then John 1:4 says that in him is life, and the life was the light of man. <laughs> So God is also life. God is also life. And first 1 John 1:5 1, also speaks about how God is light. First <laughs> John 1 5, he said, he, he is the He is the light. He is the one who is the light. God is light. So God is also light, and in Him is no darkness at all. But James 1:17 says, Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. Now What he's trying to tell us is this Matthew 25, verse 41, when he had casted these unprofitable people into everlasting fire, he said, Where the Lord has prepared for Satan and his angels. Now, when I read this, the Lord has prepared for Satan and his angels, I said, Ah, but God, how do you prepare hell? How did you create hell? Because the Bible says their fire is ever burning, it is a place of pitch darkness, there's no mercy. There is no forgiveness. There is Every evil is there. Mm. Then I asked God, how come? And God said, Hell is actually the location where he has redrawn himself away from the most. Mm. Because God is light. So if he's not there, darkness will come. Mm. God is love. So if he's not there, wickedness will come. (laughs) God is mercy. And his mercy is in the heavens. So in hell, there's no mercy you have to understand, so working with God means that light is at your disposal love is at your disposal, good gifts are at your disposal when you stop working with God, all these things are far away God is not punishing you you have decided to walk away from the one who has all around him, it's a simple thing so when you are not experiencing life light, things are going bad, you are dying check it, you have walked away from life you have walked away from that. he didn't take it away God does not take it away, he is not wicked he is the one who is God is love, so to experience love you must get to his company he is light, to experience light in your life get closer to him, so the more you are close to him, in him, he said with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light we see light, if I get close to God, it is in his light, I will see more light so what am I struggling for? Good gifts. Get close to him. 7,000 promises in the Bible. But one person is called the promise. And in Hebrews chapter 11 the verse 39 and these all died having obtained a good report through faith, received not their promise. So they received a good report. The ten nations upside down. The fourth battle's testimonies. But the promise is the Holy Ghost. Tarry therefore in Jerusalem till ye be endued with the promise. The Holy Ghost is the promise. He is the promise. And he says all these people, Abraham, and, um, um, what do you call it? Enoch, all the people we are testifying about, he said all of them obtained a good report through faith, but did not receive the promise. Because God preserving for us something better. So that they without us are not made perfect. We have come to a place of spirit interaction. Brothers and sisters, Mm, husbands and wives (laughs) fathers and mothers oh children in the Lord this is the reality the spirit is the promise he is the spirit of the age to come you know, Zachariah said how God created the heavens. He structured the heavens and layered the foundations of the earth and found the spirit of man. The Hebrew says he squeezed into a mold the spirit of man. In other words, man's spirit was larger than the frame. <laughs> but God squeezed, I don't know if you get it. It's like, it's like you are doing donuts and you just take the dough from a cup. When you It the way you scooped your hand is the squeezing is what gives shape to what is boiled in the hot oil. It's like the same thing your spirit is vast, Zachariah chapter 12, verse 1. Your spirit is vast than this frame, your spirit is a ram by itself. But God squeezed the word yacha, He squeezed into frame, so God saw the frame of man and is the spirit to be inhabited in that small frame i came to tell somebody there is a realm that is beyond the realm you can live within without there is a scope within what are you looking for in this life when they gave the thing for this year that everything by the holy spirit there's a reason because all you need is vested in the spirit he is the promise he is the promise he is the promise. And we see that in Matthew chapter 7 11, Luke 11 13, when he said, You who are wicked, how shall you not give good things to your children? He said, How shall the Lord also not give the Holy Spirit? in Luke chapter 7, yeah, good gifts to, us, the, the, to, the, to them that ask them in Luke 11, 13, how shall the Lord also not give the Holy Spirit to you? So, brothers and sisters, by inference, you give good gifts mm-hmm. unto your children, your heavenly Father also gives the Holy so the Holy Spirit is the good gift yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is a good gift oh, he is the gift <laughs> he is the gift <laughs> we have to know who he is That's, the Holy Spirit is not tongues I a disembodied Pentecostal dove. He is not clothing tongues of fire. The Holy Ghost is more than fire. He is more than water. He is more than oil. No wonder Scripture said, "Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost." It means the Holy Ghost will show up, but He will generate power. So Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. So power is the outproduce of engaging the Spirit. When I engage the Spirit, I activate the power that is available. So I can have the Spirit, but I have not learned to work with Him. I must work with him. Then power will be generated. Power will be generated. And do you know the strength in Acts 1038? He said that he received power that he went about doing good. You jet you. And the word you get you is philanthropy. Brothers, you need power and the Holy Ghost to be a philanthropist. That's what he says. He received power that he went about doing good. People can pay fees for one semester, and the next semester they are broke, so they can't help you. But when you receive power, you can pay for fees from GSS to university because he has given you power to do good. People think they can do good because they have a nice job. You need the power of the spirit. You need the power of the spirit. Otherwise, you will do it for a while and you will stop. You will do it for a semester and you are done. You will do it for a year and you are broke again. No. When you receive power and the Holy Ghost, you will do good, not only help people but you will also be able to heal all that are oppressed of the devil. You need the spirit. He is the good. He is the good. But when I walk with God, all these realities are possible. He is the one who is love. So if I'm feeling lack of love, increase my walk with God. That's all. I feel I'm in darkness. I'm in despair. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. And because he is light, death only casts a shadow. Death cannot come in his substance. It is the shadow of death I see. (laughs) Because death has experienced light. So all that is around me is the shadow that's experienced, that came as a result of death encountering light. So that's what is just around me. (laughs) Once he's with you, you'll fear no evil. For thou art with me. That's it. Thou art with me. There's Psalm twenty-three. It's a whole message on its own. Mm -hmm. But the last part I love so much. It says, "Therefore, goodness and mercy shall follow me." The Hebrew says, "Goodness and mercy will hunt me down like assassins." And he put colon there. You know why? So that I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. Do you know what Scripture says? He said, "The goodness of God worketh repentance." that's why when you fornicate God still gave you the job it is the goodness of God that's why when you messed up you still feel his presence that's the goodness of God it wicked repentance goodness is given mercy is you getting what you didn't deserve God is he, hey, you, God not giving what you deserve you deserve death but he didn't give it to you yeah. so that mercy was hacking you down and goodness in spite of all your mistakes God didn't take away that baby God didn't cause the marriage to fail God didn't cause you to lose your job he said goodness and mercy they are your assassins so you are trying to run away from the house of God situations has made you so down you don't want to come to church but goodness will come and make you feel like oh God is still with me oh this miracle is still with me. hey then God is not angry that goodness that is happening to you is a hunter, and I see you ex experience it, it makes you say, oh, let me rise up and go to church, let me go to the house of God so they are intended to make you stay in God's presence so all the good God is doing for you is so you stay with him Mm. (laughs) I will dwell in the house of the Lord may the Lord open our eyes I want you to go and meditate on this the experience of walking is in the spirit because the voice only came walking in the cool, in the spirit of the day and when you enter the realm Oh Jesus you can never fail it's true, you can't I just got a testimony from one of my daughters she was going to write a law exam the bar exam, the recent one so when she came and said oh, prophet please I'd like you to pray with me I said okay so that's we praying I said ah I see executive instrument question on how the president can make how he made the covid law that he alone has the right to whatever I saw that question then as was talking I said I see another question contract law so steady it he said prophet the contract law came executive instruments came he said oh I said so a put drop he said oh, prophet <laughs> he said you have no idea I have done my best I said then now it is time to dance <laughs> brothers and sisters He said, who is this man? And who is he that telleth of our plans? When we plan in Assyria and Syria, in Israel, he said, oh, there is a prophet. But the strange thing is that that prophet was one man that God used in the day. But in this day, he's not using a prophet. He's using the prophets. Or have you forgotten what Psalm 105 said? He said, and as he said unto them, touch not my anointed, nor do my prophets. No harm, and he was speaking about Israel. He was speaking about Jacob. He said he bound fetters, rebuked kings for their sake, and before the famine came, God sent a man so he would precede them. He was talking about Jacob. He was the anointed, and Israel, his sons, were the prophets. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are walking with the Holy Ghost and you are in the patterns and the place of God, you are God's prophet. He said he is a prophet or oh prophets. So he was talking of the whole nation. Yeah no wonder Moses said when Joshua wanted to rebuke Elder the Midas for prophesying he said does God not wish that all of Israel be prophets you are also a prophet the Holy Ghost can show you things he can tell you Lord I am come to travel my license has expired where should I pass (laughs) (laughs) Kabbalah when I get the Lord what should I say Lord I receive favor before policemen so you are, you have no license, but they can't stop you. When they stop you, they just smile, I say, big man, continue. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I remember some years ago, we were going to preach in Takradi. we were back in the car. And they stopped us at a junction that we we're speeding, so they showed the gun. When they showed the gun, Holy Ghost said, be bold now. I said, huh? What's your problem, sir? He said, he said, you were I said, speeding how? And he said, uh, he realized the boldness by which I was speaking. I said, why are you going to say we are going to talk right there. Where? I said, Air hey, Force Base. He said, okay, sir. I said, what's your problem? He said, no, no problem, sir. I said, ah, what do you want? He said, no, sir. What do you rather want? I said, we want to go. He said, please go. Please go. Yeah. It's available. It's available. It's available. If you walk with God, there's a way you think. I will tell you the truth today it, the Bible says perfect love casted out fear because in fear there is torment the moment fear comes creeping you should know you are, you are out of love you have walked out of love and I said to you God is love so the moment you turn your back on God you start being afraid you'll be afraid of the shadow, you'll be afraid of your body then anything you have something you have kidney problem Your back. You, yeah, things will run through your head easily the same person you were fine. Those thoughts, you were still in pain. Have you not seen you are with God? You can stress yourself. Have kidney symptoms. Whatever symptoms. It doesn't dawn on you that you have a disease. Yeah. But when you start fellowshipping and studying the word, all of a sudden you have this. You are not well. Go and do checkup. This is a problem in your body. You are going to use a washroom. As soon as you start weaving, you have a problem. Because you are not with God. If you want to diagnose whether God is, you have walked away from his presence or walking with him. Start thinking about the things that didn't scare you before. Mm. Now you don't want to stay in the dark room alone. Mm. You're you are scared, yeah, I'm telling you, you're scared. A little, a little thing you're scared. It gets to point when you start seeing a call from your family, you're you are like, mm, they've come to give me bad news. Mm. So that when you see a call from mommy, you don't want to listen because you're afraid they'll call you to tell you something is happening. Mm. Something's wrong. But when you're walking with God, Hello? Uh huh. He's not well. Put him on the line. You are healed yeah. in Jesus' name. Jesus. I'll call back again. That's all. No more fear. Yeah. So you are God, but Satan and Satan just came to thwart the revelation and reality you carry, so that the people who should stop him are shaking in their corners. They are afraid. My dear, you are fifty years. You are not married. Mm. You can marry at fifty-five. Yeah. Have twins at fifty-six. Yeah. I'm telling you. One of my mentors went to UK and had a program, and in the church he called the woman out. It was about fifty years, and said, "God said a year by this time, you have twins." Mm. Ah, senior prophet. Oh. After prophesying, mm. the pastor was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> So he came to whisper in the prophet's ear "That a prophet. I know God speaks so. But this woman, aside the childbirth issue, she has cancer. So she'll be doing chemotherapy. And the prophet turned and said, Ah, God knew all of that and said, A year by this time, you have twins. <laughs> exactly 12 months later, he went back to UK to the program. This woman, 50-year-old woman who had just suffered cancer. Came with twins and was miraculously healed from the cancer. Wow. No, 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 no. Why do you think God cannot do it? Mm. Let me give you a statement today. Our great, he said, look to Abraham, our father, mm. and Sarah, his wife. Mm. God called him alone. So God is saying, Abraham and Sarah are our mother. Because scripture said that Jerusalem, that is about gendered to Sarah. Yeah. And she's the man of us all. Mm. So if our mother said, according to the progeny of what God has brought us into, gave birth at 90, brother, sister, if you are not yet 90, your faith must be acidic. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell God that I like the way we have waited. <laughs> we will set record. No, no, you have to bomb. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your story must become headline. <laughs> Let me tell you. When we get to heaven, look at all the people read. They turn cities upside down. Mm. They stop the mouth of lion. How do you stop the mouth of lion if you are not close to the lion? Exactly. So the way they became examples was the predicaments they went through. You two tell God that I like the way my life eh? is. A lot of predicaments. Yes. We are coming to become examples in the age to come. Yeah. You too, in the next age, they will say Quesi, they will say John, they will say Kabbana. He was able to withstand trouble. He stood for it yes. till he was fifty. And when I finally gave him a wife at sixty, they gave back to triplets. And I'm telling you, God can shock you. Mm. Mm. you. If it takes somebody ten years to have four children, God will give you quadruplets in one year. That is the principle of restoration. Mm. You always give you more than you deserve. So if you have not given birth, you think you want. Listen, you are wrong well in candidate to receive two or three or four. Yes. We have not come to a kingdom full of. No, 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 no. He said, no, retreat, no surrender life. Mm. Well, I mean, I like Hannah. When the Jew says that you are past childbearing years and you are called barren, they said Elizabeth is barren because she was in her 50s. So you have passed childbearing years. That's why they call you in the Bible. Mm. So Hannah was not a young girl because if you check the Bible, she was her first wife. Yeah. Penny now a second wife. And her children even grown. Yeah. And they started mocking her. Every year you play for children. Mm. When will you have yours? Mm. The woman got provoked. Went down to God. Lord, when you walk with God, you understand this. That not knowing God was waiting till Ellie misbehaves, because if someone comes before time he can't be priest he can't replace Ellie God do not need him at the time he's coming so God keeps Hannah because if you listen to a prayer give me a child I don't, I deserve But then he, God didn't mind her. Mm. It was when she said, I will give him to God. Say, mm. I've been waiting for a replacement so that Ellie will step aside. Mm. So now you can have a child. Mm. And Bible says, when she has a child, people started mocking her. You say, you'll give me, I'll give birth. Where's that child? I'm sure you were just caretaker. Mm. Because in the Jewish culture, the slaves, when they give birth and whatever it is, their masters can come and take it from them. Yeah. So you have winged the child and you have sent him straight to the temple. So they're like, ah, what proves that you gave birth? And God said, I will shock them. After some more other sons and daughters came, a woman passed, years. So inside the womb were children. She would have died indolent and what, what did God do to me? And never give birth. But when someone insulted her, <laughs> don't waste your trials. Don't waste the insults in your house. Someone tells you that, ah, today the message was not powerful. Boom. Go and kneel down and pray harder. The next time when you hold mic, Mm. the fire of God will be undeniable. Mm. Those things God allows you to hear to provoke something that you have slept on. Mm. Allow it. Mm. Absorb it. Go and use it. Bend your knee and pray. And you will see God's glory. You are never never disadvantaged. You must just allow the Holy Ghost to change you to a realm and as I end, there are some things that will not answer to prayer. They will answer to maturity. The better version of yourself in the Holy Ghost. That will, what will cause certain things to answer to you naturally without prayer. <laughs> we used to use 3310. It vanished from my life. We don't know how it went. That's how in the spirit too, when you upgrade, there are some passions and some desires that will leave you without you praying. All the fathers we salute, they've been tempted in all points like we. I even listened to Dr. Young He said he had the problem with kissing women. But as he grew, he realized that thing was living. It's growth. Sometimes it's not, no, it grows. Once you grow, you will leave it away. Yeah. He said, when I was a child, I taught as a child, yeah. I spoke as a child, he said, but when I, I put away childish things, when you grow, childish things will be put away. Yeah. It will just walk away. And you have peace. Wow. You see well. Wow. You appreciate well. Yeah. You are holy and you are... You, it's, not, it's not even you trying to be holy. You have mature. So holiness is it's a free flow. Yeah. It's a natural response to what you have become. When you get to school in university, you came with an SHS degree or certificate. You start learning. The more you learn, the more you put away SHS things. By the time you are done with your university, uh, uh, whatever it is, and you enter job market, SHS requirements and jobs that SHS people can do because of your degree, you don't answer to such things. Then when you start working with BSC. And you upgrade to MSc, BSc things don't answer to you. Mm -hmm. You enter there. How come even your money they pay you is based on your educational upgrade you do? Mm -hmm. It tells you that any way you want to upgrade yourself financially, financial upgrading is not in hustling to get money. It is increasing in the stature of Christ. Because there are some things that will answer to you. Ten million dollars will answer to you at a certain maturity. Not your hustling. Mm. Just upgrade. The way you upgrade masters and your salary change. PhD, your salary change. is the same way in the spirit. When you enter MSc, your, your, your results will change. <laughs> so you come, receive the power. Nothing is working. Upgrade. Mm. Increase the height. Now when you come, receive. People will fall down. Because there's an upgrade inside when you upgrade to that realm and this upgrade is only done by the Holy Ghost how do I mean? do you remember anytime Jesus went to fast Satan showed up Mm -hmm. you don't understand why fastings are called anytime a fast is called God is telling you there's an upgrade in the spirit be careful that's why Satan will use all his forces to make you eat so you never upgrade because if you upgrade there are some things he can't bring your way again Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when he went to fast he upgraded to another realm how do I know this the spirit came on him and led him to fast so that by the time he descended from fasting the spirit is now upon me it came upon him in the Jordan but it was after fasting now the spirit is resting upon me and has anointed me to do what I'm about to do upgrade through fasting anytime God calls for you to wake up at a certain dawn every obedience is the severance and the diminishing of the flesh for the exposure of the mature self i'm telling you the more you do it all the things you used to struggle with, you you sit down and say it's a long time i lasted you're like you don't know why you are struggling to last <laughs> something has happened to you yeah like you have switched you have switched the button the way once upon a time, you were struggling not to last and be holy. Now the reverse has happened. You are working in holiness by default. Now you are struggling to last and covet. It's like it's hard for you. Because you have upgraded to a realm. And because it's not by self-effort, but by maturity. You don't have to do anything to keep it. You just stay matured. That's all. People use effort, so you visit the realm. It's like an elastic band. It stretches you to the realm to participate of it for a while, but you'll go back. <laughs> you'll visit the, yeah, you'll go and stay at the same realm, where you have not upgraded up to. But when you upgrade, you're not just visiting. You're visiting and say, I collect my seat here. So some things can happen. That same devil that Charles finished casted, what Chimani dealt with, Pastor Chris deals with, it's the same devil we also can deal with but the difference between they and us, as Christ also. Jesus was a man like we are. tempted did not points as we are, yet without sin. But what is the difference between Jesus and us? Sir? What is the difference? What he knew. What he knew. That's why he said he will grant unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you will know. And I like what he said finally in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Look what he said. Verse 16. Go to 16. Nevertheless, when it it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Anytime you are not turned to the Lord, there are veils covering your eyes. Mm. Your appreciation of life, situations, is veiled. It's not a correct revelation. Jesus is the reality of God and the spirit is the realization of that reality. So without the spirit, reality is distorted. The spirit is God's reality. Without the spirit, you will not have proper appreciation of truth. He is called the spirit of truth. He shall show you all things. But 17 says, now the Lord is the spirit. And when the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now notice in context he said that Moses when he visited the Lord had his face shining with light but this glory was a fading glory so that when it was fading he started using a veil to cover his eyes so that the people would think he's still there but it had long gone and he said how be there was a glory in that ministration how much more the ministration of life which exceeded and excelled in glory what he was trying to tell us was this that there is a ministration that God has given us for the purpose of participation in the Godhead and this participation is only done by the enterprise of the spirit not by the law the law will block you and make you admire from a distance but the spirit will make you with unveiled faces behold what is available for everybody we all with unveiled faces the next verse behold us in the mirror he said, he said some of us he said we all. We are changed by the same spirit. What is it talking about? So then 17 is saying that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It's not liberty of joy. It's not excitement. Sometimes we quote it like, oh, liberty, so where the spirit of the Lord is, there, we are happy. No, the liberty here is the liberty to express God. There is no veil blocking Godhood from being expressed. Wow. Because he said, the way will be unveiled, transformed to the glory that excelled in glory. Change from one glory to another is by the spirit. So the spirit is the liberty to walk like God. He is the one who allows us not to be hindered in expressing Godhood. So the more I increase in the spirit, the more God's nature, God's DNA. And the Bible says, by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Another scripture blesses my heart so much. Titus 35. The renew of the Holy Ghost is the word anakinosis. And the Greek terminology, this renewing is not one time. In fact, the tense is actually continuous; it's a continuous event. So, what it means to say is that when you got born again, the Holy Ghost renewed you. It's renewing you now, and it's renewed till Jesus comes. It's like the seal of the Spirit; you are sealed, being sealed, and be sealed. And the word anakinosis is actually a process where a creature begins to release and exhibit certain character traits from ancient ancestry that is not presently available in this immediate parent. So it means that, renewing means that, anachinosis means that this entity is like a butterfly. A butterfly will be begotten by another butterfly and probably has just two colors. But this butterfly that has begotten will not just have the two colors of his parents. It will have seven colors, green, blue, red. And you ask yourself why? It's actually the process by which this animal by a certain means of uh, of of internal mechanism is able to activate recessive genes Mm. so he's trying to say that the renewal of the Holy Ghost is God has given us his DNA God has given us his light but we received it at impartation but the constant participation of the Holy Ghost begins to activate elements in God which are even ancient to the book we read things we don't even know are in God whilst we communicate and follow the Lord there are capacities and abilities of God that begin to to expose itself from ancientness that we are not even aware of this is the renewal of the holy ghost so anytime i walk in the holy ghost anachinosis occurring, is occurring it's a present continuous generation i'm being generated to expose certain sleeping genes certain genes that i think that oh i was just born again but i have no idea that there's certain realm there's a realm where i've seen that there's a person called charles dix who and uh, uh, um, Dix that was able to memorize the bible but there's more to it mm. Because sometimes we think that gifts is what we have seen people do, but there are gifts in God that has never come to the earth before. Millions of them, millions of them, and only renewal of the Holy Ghost can bring it. And that's why when, when a man walks with the Lord, he becomes a pioneer. He becomes a pace setter because he begins to manifest things that is not written, that is not seen around. I has not seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for them that love Him. There are things hidden, but as you walk with the Holy Ghost, there are certain capacities and traits. That begin to show up. You will know things you Yapo What are you going to do? Are you going to write an exam? Are you going for an interview? Tell the Lord, you said in your word that you are the Lord God that made the blacksmith. And therefore, no weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. Now, that scripture is so much of a blessing. When he said, No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every hand that shall lift itself in condemnation against you, you shall condemn. In the book of Isaiah, what he came to say before that was that I am the Lord thy God, and I made the blacksmith. So I created the one who makes weapons. And I'm telling you that when I made the one who made weapons, I didn't give him intelligence to make a weapon to destroy you. So the same way, the same God who gave wisdom to the lecturer to write the paper, you enter that same frequency. So whatever the lecturer is expecting as the answer, you hear God and you are able to answer as he requires and you can never fail. You are going for an interview, visa, whatever it is. Tell Holy Ghost, is there any requirement I need? I will go in the strength of flesh. So we have suffered what everybody suffers. It's high time to use and operate and maximize our relationship with the Holy Ghost. Anachinosis. A renewing that is presently happening. He has saved up by the worship of region, but the renewing is happening now every day is renewed. Though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is daily renewed. It's a renewal that is happening. Constantly. 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 Anytime you participate in the Holy Ghost, something about God comes alive again. Something about God that was not once there begins to work. Activated. Prayer. Giving. Tongues. Sensitivities. You are stretched in the scope of God. It's time to work with God. He is light. He is the source of all good. He is the source of all blessing. He is the source of all miracle. Wherever you are, I want you to start speaking in tongues. He is the promise. He is the promise of the Father. He is the spirit of the age to come. Wherever you are, just begin to speak in the language. You are never disadvantaged. God is on your side. God is on your side. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Salamama you reign your name is ever great you are the wisdom before time began you reign forever your name is ever great you are the wisdom before You reign, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign. Your name is ever You are the wisdom before time began. You reign, you reign. Your name is ever. You are always before time Kabala shata laba Korabakat You reign forever your name Kaburoko shata kasobe Kaburoko tolobu Begin to mingle with the spirit of God Masopuroko tolobu Let there be renewals in your spirit You reign every capacity that has come down Every ability that has been dolled by the Spirit of God, who let me participate? Before time. time began, you are in for a great day. You, you are the grace. Grace. La bachata baba before Now listen, wherever you are, I ask you to lay your hands on your heart. you are the wisdom before I began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. Ever great. You are the wisdom. Before time began, you reign forever. Your Nothing name is everlast. You are the master. Before time began, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Over this atmosphere, we declare: Let the power of the Holy Ghost, the strength of God. You said to us that we shouldn't concern ourselves with the times and seasons. Because you have set it in your own power. But rather, we shall receive that power after the Holy Ghost is come on us. The times and seasons are set in the Holy Ghost. And so because of that, through the Spirit, we buy back time. Through the Spirit, we redeem the time. Because the days are evil. By the holy ghost we can reverse calendars by the holy ghost we can speed up calendars by the holy ghost we can hasten clocks father thank you for showing us the way thank you for bringing us the importance of walking with you we declare in jesus name by your spirit and by the circumcision which is not made by hands even by the cross we thank you circumcision as of care to our flesh We walk in the activation of the new life. We walk in the anachronosis of the Holy Ghost. We are sensitive to your presence. We are sensitive to your call. We are sensitive to your beckoning. Quicken us and we'll call on you. We do not take it lightly. Because your word has said, we should seek you while we may yet be found. There's a time where you require us to walk with you. When you call at dawn, when you call in the afternoon, when you call at noon, when you call at midnight. Lord, we receive strength to answer and give time to you. Under every circumstance, in Jesus' precious mighty name, we give you glory. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastoti and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastorti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.